You are listening to the Big Finish Weekly Podcast Transmission date approximately Monday the 16th of January 2017 Hello, I'm Benji Clifford Man of Noise Podcast co-host And arriving here via emergency temple shift He slunk his way down the time corridor And has arrived swiftly via transmat While stopping at the local garage To buy a packet of pastels That's right, I'm here with Mr. Nicholas Briggs Executive producer, Dalek connoisseur And man of a million talents Here he is And receiver of the longest introductions in (laughs) podcast history. I I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have you you ever tried the fruit pastel challenge? The The fruit pastel challenge? No, I've not. Yeah, it used to be on adverts. You you put them in your mouth and uh, because they're so delicious, you want to chew them straight away. So you have to wait to see how long it is before you can't resist chewing. Oh, that's difficult. I couldn't do that. That's, That's... they're they're but no. they're hard, and so you you want to bite into them. It doesn't. Oh. But they've sort of yeah, they are soft once you start. Anyway, look, this sounds like we're sponsored <laughs> by fruit pastels. We honestly are sponsored aren't. by um, round and- trees. <laughs> Hello, listeners. It says here. Uh, need I remind you that we at Big Finish are the purveyors of fine audio drama and audio books? No, need I? I don't know. Uh, Doctor Who, Blake Seven, Torchwood. The Avengers, Survivors, The Omega Factor, Dracula, Frankenstein, Dorian Gray, The Prisoner. I sounded like I was uh, eating Frankenstein <laughs> then, didn't I? I sort of swallowed Frankenstein. <clears throat> Dorian Gray. <clears throat> oh, that's better. <sighs> and uh, mm, just uh, time for a little touch of mm, The Prisoner. <clears throat> mm, lovely. Yes, the list rather deliciously goes on. And here's what's coming up in the podcast in a moment or two. The big finished news that will be followed by listeners' emails. And then it will be just time for our guest star interview where we interview a star in the sky, which will then be followed by the Randomoid Selectatron. Our old friend Rand selects a random release from the big finished archive. And then we have a little chinwag about it. And then I'll be summing up the latest releases in a breakneck speedy shout-out, accompanied by some super music by Richard Fox and Lauren Yason, two of our brilliant sound designers and composers. And to end it all for this edition, a tantalising slice of our latest fourth Doctor release, The Beast of Kravanos, starring Tom Baker with Lala Ward and guest stars Trevor Baxter and Christopher, Christopher Benjamin playing Guess Who... It's our old friends Jago and Lightfoot, of course. And as you'll know from the title and embedded image of this podcast, our guest star is Samuel Barnett. Uh, You may know him from his work in The History Boys, uh, 2012, Penny Dreadful, or the fabulous BBC America Netflix series Dirk Gently, based on the Douglas Adams books, highly recommended, by the way, both the books and the the series, although I haven't seen... No, I've seen the series, but I haven't read the books. But anyway, the series is amazing. It's been confirmed for a second run, too. Anyway, uh, for Big Finish, Samuel has appeared in the Eighth Doctor adventure The Beast of Orlock, uh, Torchwood, the novel adaptation Nightshade, Hamlet, and The Confessions of Dorian Gray. Now, many of those productions are directed by Scott Hancock, and indeed, it was Scott who cast him as the leading man in next week's upcoming, next week, next next month's upcoming historical drama from Big Finish, Cicero, about a detective in ancient Rome. So it's Scott who's having a chat with Samuel. That's later, but for now, <laughs> I nearly forgot. Uh, let's go to the max. This is the Big Finish News. 
First up, Charlotte Pollard. It was very lackluster. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? It was sort of just letting out air from something you very poorly inflated. Yes, yeah, so sorry, I, I interrupted you. It's very, very exciting no, news. No, yeah, it is. Uh, so I'm actually sitting on a lilo right now. That's what that was the noise. <laughs> have to want to read out the news so first up charlotte pollard series two to be released in march take it away nick oh well i mean charlotte pollard series two uh sort of infamous for the fact that it's taken about three years to arrive after series one because of my other commitments and lots of new series new series whatever that is <laughs> new series stuff coming up um and so uh, we recorded it last year and i can officially reveal that india fisher said that it was worth the wait and she thinks it's even better she said dare she say uh, than the first series so what else can i tell you about it do what, what do you want to ask me anything about it um, I think. Have you got any any slight spoilers as to as to what's going on? Is there anything? Is there any little nuggets? Well, in the end, in the final scene, <laughs> <laughs> they all explode. The, um, the twist is, <laughs> <laughs> they they uh, it's they arrive. Uh, Charlotte Pollard and Robert Bucken arrive on present sort of present day Earth, and uh, it's sort of one big story. Although it changes gear quite uh, drastically at some point Ooh. during it so there you go and the uh, the artwork and uh, will be released for it and a trailer and um i don't know whether i'll have finished the tra- uh, trailer <laughs> just my voice <laughs> just uh, nick briggs faded away this week <laughs> um but it look here here's an early version of the trailer coming soon from big finish productions go on you know you want to say it The continuing memoirs of an Edwardian adventuress. My name is Charlotte Pollard. Charlotte Pollard. Charlotte Pollard. Charlotte Pollard. Her name is Charlotte Pollard, and she was born in 1912. Yes, I was born in 1912, but then I did some time travelling, and then I got captured by a bunch of aliens who made me work for them. How about that? But the reason I'm leaving this record of what has happened to me... Well, here's my big idea for the day. Go on. Let's run! ...is by way of a warning. That you can never really be sure about anything. You mean the action men with smooth uh, bits? They are indestructible. Shoot to kill! I'm Naomi Davies. It's you that bird off the telly! And aren't you that dickhead who drives the train? And here's the latest on the emergency situation. (laughs) (laughs) Must be those soldiers! You think? This is a plea for help. For anyone watching who can do something. That's because we're on your side. The side of the human race. We are humans, aren't we? We believe this situation can be put right. You can never really be sure about anything. Charlotte Pollard, Series 2. And especially not history. Authorization given. Big finish. We love stories. Smashing stuff there. And now we're moving on here. So coming in June, it's Survivors Series 6. And that's the next of Big Finish's acclaimed audio continuation of Terry Nation's 1970s BBC TV show Survivors. Producer David Richardson confirms that this time they're trying something new. Each disc is a separate, self-contained story set during the third season of the TV show. 
It focuses individually on leading characters, Abby, played by Carolyn Seymour, Greg, Ian McCulloch, and Jenny, Lucy Fleming. Separated geographically, they each face different challenges, but might their paths finally cross again? It's exciting stuff. And it's also... Also featuring in the cast is Julie Graham in an episode written by Simon Clark, Revenge of Heaven. And of course, Julie featured as Abby Grant in the reimagined BBC TV series Survivors. It's pretty exciting stuff. Yes, and I think that uh, David had a good old chat with her about the new series as well. Like maybe that will feature on, in the interviews. Who knows? Or maybe it'll be a big secret. <laughs> it's a nice <laughs> yes. little look back, isn't it? Because we had Zoe Tapper as well. Uh, right. from from the the new series as well so it's yeah. nice little little interweaves there yeah brilliant to get them in uh, so remember survivor series 6 is released in june on download and ct ct what's that <laughs> oh uh, that's celestial toy room the doctor who appreciation society's <laughs> newsletter it'll also be released on cd i don't think the doctor who appreciation society are releasing survivors um and it will be available from this week at a rather attractive pre-order price mm. and just a reminder that a cd order automatically unlocks digital access on release check out the entire survivors range including the chance for pre-orders of series six through to series nine yeah series nine Mm. and to catch up with the first five sets as well as listening to carolyn seymour's evocative reading of terry nation's original novel there's even a free episode survivors series one survivors revelation yes it's all at bigfinish.com And I'd like to mention that, uh, and we do get uh, some uh, listeners writing in about this, um, we are on the lookout for new sound designers and composers at Big Finish. So let me tell you something about that. What we'd like you first to do is send in, if you're interested, I mean, if you're not, please don't, send in uh, an application to inquiries at bigfinish.com Tell us something about yourself and your experience of sound design and music and send us some links or include some mp3 clips of what you've done before so we can have a listen. If uh, you get through that phase, the next thing that will happen is that we will contact you. And we'll only contact you if we want you to go to the next phase because we're a bit busy. I hope you forgive us for being impolite like that. And the next phase is that we will ask you to do an audition where we will send you some top secret clips uh, to edit and compose the music to and do all the sound effects. And we'll give you a set amount of time to do that. You're like, it's basically half a day so that you can prove that you can work quickly and efficiently. And if that goes well, that may involve me giving you some notes about how to improve it and you doing a second or even third version. Uh, But if that goes well, the next thing we'll go to is getting some professional references from you so we can make sure you're the kind of person who is not only talented, but also able to deliver to deadline and uh, your previous employers think you're marvellous. Or even your current employers, because of course some of you may do this as a sort of uh, extra string to your bow. I hope that explains everything. So yes, do uh, send your applications to enquiries at bigfinish.com and why not put sound design slash music in the subject line i would just say one thing we really are looking for sound designers not people who can just compose Uh, if you can do both 
that's great. If you can't compose music, we're still interested in sound designers because we can always assign another composer to the project and that's easier for us. But what we're looking for is people who have either got experience of sound design or are willing to give it a go and have, as it turns out, a natural talent for it. So there you go. Right, anyway, that's the end of the news. Uh, fairly brief, but I would say fairly marvellous. I think you'll agree, Benji? I think there's a lot of lovely stuff there. Lots of stuff and exciting opportunities at the end, really. It's a it's a, a big, scrum-diddly-umptious package of news and opportunities. The Big Finish Dream. And there we have it. The news uh, skipped off into the horizon like a wild torpedo. So wild that Nick's headphones fell off in the action there. So uh, they did actually. Yes, they, they did. Amazing. But thankfully, stuff. I edited that. Out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a, a wonderful moment there. So there we have it. So now, Nick, if you'd like to introduce the next phase of the podcast, I know I would just like the music to end. Thank you. The music's ended. Uh, time now for listeners' emails. And remember that you can join in on the madcap fun simply by emailing us at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's podcast at bigfinish.com, not bigfinish at podcast.com. No, don't even say that. (laughs) First up, then, this is from Thomas Chapman. Hi, Nick and Benji. Just wanted to send an email to say how exceptional the latest diary of River Song Boxer has been. Hearing Alex as River interact with Sylvester and Colin's doctors was a joy and a treat to listen to and felt it worked so well in the stories. I was just wondering if you could please tell me whether we're getting a Series 3, as I think it's one of the best new series box sets Big Finish produces. As well as also if you could tease about any more upcoming new new series box sets that might be joining the range in 2017. I seem to remember hearing Peter Davison mention in a podcast a couple of weeks back something in the words for Georgia Moffat. Hmm. Thanks again for producing amazing content, Thomas Chapman. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. A lot there. Yes. No one's picked up on Peter's little mention there. And uh, uh, I'll say no more. And um, there are other things in the works, but uh, nothing we can say at the moment. What a disappointing answer. It is, but, Sorry, it's, but, it's, but it's big subject matter, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, it's a big, big thing. So you've got to... It's nice to bring it up and have a little tickle and a tease. Uh, this from Cole Grayus. Is that your name, Cole? If I... Have I written that correctly? I'm sorry, Cole, if I haven't. Ahoy there, Nick and Benji. Ahoy! (laughs) Ahoy there! (laughs) Very much enjoyed this week's podcast. Benji's introduction in which he says that Nick is sitting in the shed of Rassilon made me laugh, so I thought I'd make... Oh, it made me laugh. So I thought I'd make a big finish star cover. Otherwise, Cole sounds very old fashioned. It made me laugh, so... Uh, Buck up! Smiley face emoticon, Cole. Right, the picture is here. Have you seen the picture? Oh, what a cover. Loving that. Timothy Dalton as well. uh, (laughs) It's it's, uh, John Hurt in The War Doctor, The Shed of Rassilon by Benji Clifford, featuring Benji Clifford and Nicholas Briggs. And it features a picture of John Hurt, obviously, and uh, Timothy Dalton as Rassilon 
with Gallifrey, the Citadel in the background, and a, uh, or the Capitol, whatever you would like to call it this week, uh, and uh, a shed, a garden shed in do, the foreground. Do you think it just features Rassilon? Basically, the War Doctor arrives, nips in the shed to find Rassilon sort of in there going, I can't find my drill. I can't find it. I'm sure I put it here yesterday. Or was it the day before? It's sort of that, that's how it that's goes. It. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But but I think it's 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 definitely. I mean, that could be the the turning point of the time war. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. By the way, uh, did I mention my son playing the time war? Or did we mention that last time? No, I don't think you did. Oh right, well, because you know, talking of different endings for the time war, you've seen my son's video, haven't you? I have. It's remarkable. Yeah. It is. Which I'm just not even explaining, am I? It's when he's having a <laughs> battle between all his Doctor toys and all his Dalek toys. And I filmed it on my iPhone and edited it together. Uh, so go to my Facebook, uh, official Facebook page where it's there. It's also on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, actually. I can't remember what my YouTube channel is called. It's probably called Nicholas Briggs or something. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's got a stupid picture of me with a beard with a funny jacket on. Um, but anyway, have a look at that video. Lots of people have enjoyed it. It's just a bit of nonsense, and it only lasts about a very few seconds anyway. It made me, it made me jealous because I just saw these great Doctor Who toys and thought, I never had that when I was little. I never that had is quite that. Ni- no, me neither. It is quite nice to have a, a young child who you can um, um, help out with choices for toys. Yes. <laughs> Usually when I'm at a convention in America, you know, we I speak to him on FaceTime and I say, hey, uh, there's a load of Doctor Who toys here. Anything you'd like? And he says, tell me what they've got. And I tell them. And he says, yes, all of those. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, anyway, nothing wrong with that. Nothing. But wrong that, yeah, with... a lovely bit of uh, artwork there, Cole. Thank you very yeah, much. Smashing, for that. smashing stuff. Smash. So here's another pictorial email from Colin Archer. Now, Col- Works well on audio, I find. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I think Colin tweeted this, and he said, uh, "Have you seen it?" And I, I hadn't seen it, so I didn't reply. So I wasn't being rude. I was just, I was, I was just, I was just waiting to see it. So happy New Year, Nick and Benji. 2017 is shaping up to be another wonderful year of amazing releases from Big Finish. I can't wait to see what surprise projects will be announced throughout the year. Dalek Empire 5, perhaps? More War Doctor dot dot dot? It was very nice that Big Finish decided to make the download of the second volume of Diary of Riversong available during the Christmas break. It was nice being able to load it onto my iPod and have something new to listen to during the first half of my eight-hour drive home after spending time with my parents. Wow. Sounds like a good good chunk of listening time. Because that's, that's how you have to look at it. It's, 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 it's an opportunity. Yeah. In the first podcast of the year, Benji issued a challenge to listeners to show our favourite Doctor Who monsters ringing in the new year. Here you go. I think the adipose is responsible for eating most of the Bailey's cheesecake. The Weeping <laughs> Angel brought the scotch. <laughs> I'm Can loving... you describe what we got there? Well, it's it's it looks it looks like quite a good party actually. It's uh, there's a lovely little cheesecake in the middle which has been uh, cut into two slices. One that's large, well three slices, but two are together. There is a bottle of uh, scotch on the right and a bottle of Bailey's on the left and. Uh, Enjoying the party is a member of the Silence, a Cyberman, what looks like Dalek Khan, uh, a Weeping Angel, and a very smiley Adipose. 
And it looks just like a great party, really. And they look like they're sitting on a comfy leather sofa, don't they? <laughs> they do. They're just, they're just sort of, you know, relaxing, I think. It's that they're, they're relaxing their way into the new year through comfort. And what do you call those kind of toys? Are they pop heads or something? They call pop. Oh, uh, pop. Oh, what are they called? I, I know it because I, I think they're brilliant. Um, I just call them pop figures. To be fair, yeah, they've just got big heads, basically. They're brilliant. They're, they're, they've, they've released this amazing David Bowie one recently. So yeah. Oh, have they? Yeah. Oh, how brilliant! It's good. I've got, I've and got a couple. I've got a couple of them scattered. What have you got? I've got a Tardis and a Dalek and something else. Oh. I can't remember. I'd just like to g- drill down into the detail of the Bailey's cheesecake. <laughs> you made me laugh. My glasses have steamed up. <laughs> I was drinking tea. I don't just steam up when I laugh. <laughs> While you were taking a sip. Um, because if you see the large slice, I see when you said it's a large slice, it could be two slices together. But to me... The slice only seems to go about three quarters of the way down, and then he's sort of given up on the idea of slicing it. It could be that old, you know, the old, that old chestnut when you try and cut a cheesecake and the base gets slightly too hard, and so it does get irritating, and you feel you feel like you don't want to massacre it too much. So what we're saying is, uh, Colin. That this is a rancid old bit of cheesecake that's gone hard that you've used. Yeah, those that those those Doctor Who enemies are going to get very cross and wreak havoc across the universe as a result. And Colin, it will be your fault. All of your fault. Buck up. Buck up. <laughs> I think actually the one thing I will say is that you've got you've got you know the, the Dalit, the Cyberman, the Angel, and the Adipose. Yeah, All yeah. on one side. That's, that's and the like, silence. That sounds like the beginning of a joke. <laughs> a Dalek, a Cyberman, uh, an angel and an Adipose walk into a bar with a cheesecake. And, but I was going to say, on the, <laughs> on the other side is a silence. And it's just slightly a couple of centimetres further away. And I think that, that is where you look at it. You think there's something going on there. I think he spotted it. He spotted it. And I'm not going too close. I, th- I think he spotted it. said, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Why haven't they finished cutting that cake? He said, no, no, I'm not, not trying that. I'm getting out of here. Confess. <laughs> right. Uh, now, just t- now, we've, now we've exhausted the analysis of the Bailey's cheesecake. Indeed. Just time now for this lovely one from April McCaffrey. Hello, Nick and Benji. Just want to say I thoroughly enjoyed the first podcast of 2017, which has gotten off to a wonderful start of the year. Yes, the use of the word gotten. Uh, it's used by Americans. Garden. And I had a bit of a run-in with some lovely uh, American uh, fans recently who transcribed an interview of me and they included me saying the word gotten. And I just said, <laughs> I would never say that unless I was quoting an American. So I said, it's just not in my vocabulary. And they said, well, we've got a recording and you said it. And I said, send me the recording. <laughs> I listened. I did not say it. They inferred it because I, I said God. So the British say God. Gotten is perfectly logical, but we just don't say it here. Not even the young people say it here, I'm pleased to say, like an old linguistic stick in the mud. Anyway, back to you. <laughs> uh, uh, back to you, April, and less of what's going on in my mad brain. Uh, since most of the Big Finish crew and the Gallifrey crew are going to Gallifrey 1 in February in LA, are you going to be doing a podcast with the Gallifrey cast? Especially since we are still waiting for the second half of Sean's second half Perhaps he split into two. The second half of Sean's second half. Well, <laughs> I think there's too many second half. Yeah, he must have three 
three thirds. Anyway, that's a very good point. Uh, it's entirely slipped my mind. I think maybe we should do it in the next podcast. Definitely, definitely. Sean Carlson. So, we should have the second half of his interview. The second half of the second half of his second. In half the second half of the, of the podcast. second half of the second half. S- second so, half. I can't stop saying it now. <laughs> Uh, from his latest po- from yes from his last podcast I think it would be highly enjoyable uh, listen to listen <laughs> oh there's a, there's a theme going on here that April's type this quickly and there are lots of repeated words yes um, um, mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> plus many of us are eagerly waiting for the newest release of Gallifrey after the massive cliffhanger of enemy lines in regard to Braxia Tell it would be an absolute delight to have them all on the podcast together. I'm getting the message. I'll try my best to corner them to do this. I think it's an excellent idea, April. Excellent. I've also been listening to The Confessions of Dorian Gray recently with Alex Vlahos, in, who is an outstanding actor. And part of me didn't want Series 5 to end, as it was so beautifully done. Angels of War has been a very poetic one and very much reminded me of a Band of Brothers episode with just how beautifully scripted it was. I'm so sad there is no more Confessions of Dorian Gray, but I'm very much looking forward to hearing Hamlet, starring Alexander Vlahos, of course, yes. Um, Perhaps another spin-off idea, The Confessions of Hamlet? (laughs) Smiley face. (laughs) With Alex in, of course. Uh, Thank you for everything you do for Big Finish. I appreciate all of your hard work, and I look forward to your podcast weekly. Don't call me weekly. (laughs) Uh, Really does make me smile. All the very best for 2017, April McCaffrey. Thank you, April. I know you're a big supporter of ours and uh, i'm glad you enjoy the podcast all that rushing around this morning to get it ready in time <laughs> feels worthwhile now well it enhances it doesn't it just more merriment comes out when you're rushing about you know i sounded really <laughs> solemn when i said that well it enhances it yes more merriment yes more merriment <laughs> I, i'm a very cheerful person big finish we love merriment yes it's all very jolly here yeah. And that's all for listeners' emails. That's right, the listeners' emails have gone into a fax machine and disappeared. Just this, the weird. I got the weirdest um, advert. You know, you get adverts up, right? This, this is yes. <laughs> this is the weirdest. On your like, like on the, you know, it pops up. I got the weirdest one the other day. It said, um, "It said, are you having trouble with your fax machine? Is uh, um, would you like to receive your emails via fax? Well, now you can get the Ringdale fax email converter kit." I was like. <laughs> What? I was like, A, why, why have I got this? And B, who invented the Ringdale fax machine to email converter? I don't know why I'm talking about this, but it just made me laugh. I just thought... It, the <laughs> yeah, mo- fax... Like, that's just... It's spam, mate. That's what it is. But I, like, I just like the name. The Ringdale fax machine. Um, yeah, so that's all for listeners... <laughs> it's not even going to bother putting that in there. That's all for listeners' emails. It's disappeared down the drain. It's halfway down the river Cairo, and it's and it's on its way to, to, to Mars. So there we go. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> you do make those up on the spur of the moment, I don't do, you? yeah, unfortunately. Can, yeah, can, you, tell, can you not tell? <laughs> well, uh, hardly. They sound like you just, you know, you're having a massive jerk of invention. Anyway... <clears throat> Our ancient Rome thriller Cicero is out in February. Here's producer-director Scott Hancock talking to its star, actor Samuel Barnett, who's rather famous, you know, he's in Dungeon. Mm. Anyway, here we go. 
Hello, I'm Scott Hancock, one of the producers and directors at Big Finish, and I'm joined this lovely afternoon by... Samuel Barnett. Hello. Hello. Uh, you've been a busy boy recently, haven't you? Um, yes. It's been, <laughs> Sorry, it's, can it's I be a bit more patronising? <laughs> it's been quite busy. I have been doing Douglas Adams' Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency for BBC America. When does that land? Oh, well, that lands in um, America, October 22nd on BBC America, and then it goes on to Netflix in the UK and globally uh, about halfway through December. Lovely. And were you a bit of a Douglas Adams fan? You're a bit of a sci-fi geek. I am a sci-fi geek, and um, I had read not... I hadn't read all of Hitchhikers. What I had read I'd loved, and I'd heard of Dirk Gently, but I'd never actually read the books until I came to auditioning for the part. And and then I did and was completely charmed and won over by them. I think they're brilliant. And there's a lovely little connection with the uh, Big Finish world because I think a certain other producer, uh, James Goss, had written uh, when he was at university, he'd done the stage play of Dirk Gently. Yes. I mean, our, our producer, um, one of our main executive producers, um, Arvind Ethan David, who, who I think really brought the idea of doing a Dirk Gently TV show, certainly in America. I know there'd been one in Britain already, but he brought this new version um, to fruition, really. Uh, had, uh, he'd been at university with James Goss and they'd produced this play together. And really, I think if James hadn't done that, I'm not sure we'd have the Dirk Gently TV series now that we've just done. Just because it inspired... Arvind back in the day. And... It, it did. I mean, I know that Arvind worked really closely with um, Douglas Adams um, for quite a long time, I think up until Douglas died all too soon. Um, and he's really carried on the legacy. And And actually, although our TV show is, um, it's obviously an adaptation of the books, it, it very much um, is in the world of the books, but it's not completely faithful to them. But in the best possible way, I kind of I think with Arvind's guiding hand, I feel like they've done a version of Dirk Gently, which might have been sort of the next book that Douglas mm. would have written in the Dirk Gently series. And what can you say about the character for people who are unfamiliar with him? Oh, Dirk, I mean, I just love Dirk. Dirk is a um, Dirk is a really bad detective. He, <laughs> he thinks he's a really great detective, but his, his, only, his one and only skill lies in seeing the connections between things. Um, some people call him psychic. He likes to completely deny that. Um, he's psychic of a sort, but really he has the most extraordinary intuition, which is connected to the universe. He does sort of receive messages. But the sort of really terrible thing about Dirk is that he has no idea what to do with the information once he gets it. So he really needs people around him to help interpret these messages, to help solve mysteries, because Dirk is incredibly... Um, instinctive and impulsive and compulsive and will just act with no thought to consequences so he's a lot of fun to play um because he's he's a bit like a child in a in a grown-up's <laughs> body and there's total chaos wherever he goes but he does ultimately get the job done solve the mystery nice and that's taken up the last four four and a half months of your life and... it, it has it's all been going on since um well march really and now we're now we're in October, yeah. so yeah, it's been it's been a long one, and we're just waiting till it lands and see what people think of it, and then we'll know about a second season or not. Perfect. I, I mean, I, I remember one of the last jobs you did before you went out to mm. Canada was with us. It was in these studios, and yeah, the first job since you've come back. <laughs> been, I, uh, uh, I like to stay close to the Big Finish family. Yeah. Um, your your first Big Finish was, I think, several years ago. With uh, it was a Doctor Who with. Paul McGann yeah. and Sheridan Smith? Yeah, it was. And I was all a bit sort of starstruck by both of them. Yeah. 
Do you, do you recall anything about in that? In fact, Just wasn't it of... Miriam Margulies as well? Miriam Margulies. Yeah. It was called The Beast of Orlock. The Beast of Orlock, yeah. And Barnaby Edwards uh, yeah. was directing That's it. That's right. Yeah, no, I loved it. I loved it. And actually, um, at the time, I thought, oh, great, this is going to be the start of, of doing more of this kind of stuff because I love doing this stuff. And actually, <laughs> maybe I was really bad. But, it um, took several years but it before. It really I... did. It, t- it took you to come along to actually employ me and, and not think I'm too terrible. Well, maybe you do think I am. Who knows? No, 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 no. But um, yeah, it, uh, you then got me in. Yeah. Well, that's it for uh, Nightshade, which was a happy coincidence because I, I've known Mark uh, Gatiss for mm. a few years through the Doctor Who world, and obviously it was an adaptation of his first novel. Yes, and yes. Uh, I remember obviously because it's set up north. I up north. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd weirdly just sort of said, "Oh, you know, um, how about Sam Barnett?" And that had happened to have been who he had in his head as well. Oh, really? So it was a really happy coincidence. No, 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 no. That's really nice, because, yeah, Mark and I had done... um, uh, He'd written Crooked House, Mm. which was those ghost stories, and I'd I'd done those for him on um, BBC... Was it BBC Four or BBC Three? It was a BBC Four thing, yeah. And I think it got shown on on BBC Two at one point. Yeah, so I I knew Mark from that, and then, yeah, it is just such a small... Well, well, as Dirk would say, everything is connected. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, you had a lovely day, well, a couple of days with... Sylvester and Sophie, how is that for you as a Oh, well, I mean, I mean, the thing is, everyone has their doctor. If you've grown up in, in Britain over a certain, you know, the last 50 years, you have a doctor, which is your doctor from Doctor Who, and Sylvester was mine. So I was... <laughs> I couldn't relax all day. Playing because Sophie's of, boyfriend. Yeah! I used to love Ace. And the Doctor, Sylvester's Doctor. Um, I And I really do, I'm not just saying this, I really distinctly remember that thing of hiding behind the sofa through some episodes because it, I was so scared and sort of thrilled but scared of it as a, as a child. So to be working with them all those years later, it felt actually really wrong to be playing her boyfriend. <laughs> it's great. I loved it. And um, um, you played some insectoids as well. In, yeah, uh, you almost see, damaged your throat. I'm not. But, uh, I'm not being funny. <laughs> the thing I most remember from from Nightshade is that voice. Have you listened uh, to it? Do you yeah. listen to this yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, when yeah. they come back yeah. out? Yeah, it sounds amazing. I mean, it sounds genuine. I, I remember at the time when I was doing it, <laughs> thinking it was absolutely hilarious, and the sound effect. I was like, "How is that going to sound?" It sounds brilliant. And then I think a month or so after that, we got you in for uh, Dorian Gray. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. You and. Alex Vlahos yeah. and uh, Daniel you know, Brocklebank. Daniel Brock- which, I mean, Daniel and I can't work together again, ever, <laughs> ever. We're ba- I think we're actually banned from working together because we, yeah. if there was an innuendo to be found, we found it and then some, and then we couldn't speak because we were laughing too much. That was the best day. It's on the CD. I've included that outtake. You haven't. I have. Have you really? I have, genuinely have. <laughs> oh, uh, no. We won't play it here for listeners, but uh, if you want to hear actors corpsing for five minutes straight, oh, it is available. That's really And actually, we we were sort of pushed for time, weren't we? And I remember just sometimes got looking... A bit giddy. I remember looking over at your face and thinking, I'm never going to work here again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I really enjoyed um, being in that because I got I got to play someone who was kind of... Well, it was quite really neurotic. Something supernatural. And, it was grounded in... It was in very grounded. Reality. It was. He was sort of... Um, suffering from neurasthenia almost he was mm. he was very um very neurotic and shell-shocked and kind of ptsd around the war and everything it was great and then obviously for some reason i decided i quite liked working with you <laughs> so um 
And actually, after Nightshade, James Goss, our uh, lovely producer, decided he wanted to write something for you and Tom Price specifically. So you you were introduced into the Tortured Range as uh, cheeky little Norton Folgate. Yes. Yeah. How, How was that for you? I loved it. I loved Norton um, because you just don't know whether he's good, bad, indifferent. And also the fact that I think the first time I was Norton, he was a ghost from the past. I Mm. mean, he was alive, but he was there manifesting in the future. Um, And I loved working with Tom Price. He he's genius. Uh, He really made me laugh all day. I mean, there's just no compare. He's got such a quick wit. Um, Yeah, I love Norton. I I hope... um, I hope there's more Norton. Yeah, you've recorded a few little bits for uh, Outbreak and the Tortured Archive. And yeah. Yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll get you back. And then today, as I say, Here your first job back after Dirk, and uh, we're recording a brand new thing for Big Finish. A new character, yeah. Um, base, do, you, do you want to say what it's called? It's called Cicero. And it's and based it's, on, uh, uh, yeah. It's written by David Llewellyn, and it's based on... Cicero. <laughs> Cicero. For those who don't know, Cicero was a lovely uh, Roman lawyer and, and uh, sort of politician in the Roman era. So it's mm. it's a sort of straight historical because mm. it's because it's real and uh, and and I believe um, some of the script is taken from actual sort of transcripts or you know written recordings of of some of the trials. Well, that's it. This is yeah. a dramatization of his first big trial that sort of made a name for him. In, and it is it Rome. is fantastic because actually, well, we've just finished recording the, the big sort of trial scene, the speech that he gives, and it's brilliantly constructed mm. and structured. He's clearly an extraordinary man. It's a real pleasure to play it. But also, you know, just kind of, obviously everything's dramatised and stuff, but sort of keeping reminding oneself that this was real. This stuff Absolutely. happened. This stuff happened it's been documented. All those names yeah. existed. All, all those the names, names which, no one can say. which we can't say and we're having arguments still about what the correct pronunciation is. <laughs> but have you enjoyed it? Has it been nice to come in and do something non-sci-fi? And, yeah. You know, you've had your little brother and it's a different dynamic. And... It's great, actually. It's really funny. Like, um, I I have always loved sci-fi. I'm a real... I've got a real inner geek. It's not so inner, actually. I'm, I'm a bit of a geek. And, um, and yet I never... Um, you know, you in this industry, especially, you kind of... You, take what you can get jobs wise and I'm really really thrilled and happy that that in recent years my career has started going into sci-fi I mean Dirk Gently is really quite mm. sci-fi some of those elements so that's I just I absolutely love that stuff I mean you know one my probably my favorite childhood show was The X-Files I'm I'm a real oh my god I met Gillian Anderson once and, and was totally totally tongue-tied she's so beautiful and so kind of composed and and she's scully i mean she's scully she is. but anyway it was then it is really nice then to have variety so to come in and do this and be part of a double act yes with my with my younger brother quintus brilliantly played by george naylor um i felt like you know we've just finished recording it but i i mean scott correct me if i'm wrong but i felt like there was quite a good um chemistry and, nice and, and yeah, yeah good little rapport between the, the two of us cicero didn't just do one thing he did have a life and career so yes you know there is scope to uh, scope for more do more yeah <laughs> why not you on the run from sulla yeah uh, brilliant um <laughs> or is it sulla who Sula. knows oh. sulla sulla who sula. knows sula yeah, and we've established you're a fan of audio drama and everything. Do, yeah. do you listen to much Big Finish or audio drama away from recording? Or I'm always, um, I'm always listening to Radio Four, so there is always a play on. And I've done a lot of um, radio plays, and actually, you, you know, actually what? did I yes. Claudius, didn't you? I did. I did do the the I, the big um, I Claudius the BBC serialization. Version, yeah, yeah. yeah, brilliant. How was... did that compare to Cicero? <laughs> 
Well, no. Do you know what? The, the quality of writing is exactly the same. It's brilliant. I mean, the thing about I Claudius is it just it just spans so mm. much more. You know, it was a cast of hundreds, really. But um, I I kept being reminded today reading this of of I Claudius and that and that world. It feels very authentic to what we did with I Claudius as well. Yeah. And uh, in in the wider world, what mm. is agitating your molecules? By which I mean, what are you? <laughs> If your molecules are being agitated, they're being agitated right now. Uh, um, well, you know, I try. Um, but um, yeah, in terms of TV or books or you know anything you've gotten into, what's what appeals to um, Sam Barnett? Well, I'm incredibly excited, and and I'm saving it, in fact, uh, because I like to watch things as box sets. So, The Fall season three uh, yep, has yep. started. So I will be um, waiting Gillian a few Anderson weeks. Again. Gillian you Anderson, thing, you see. You? Look, yeah, I yeah. just think she is. An extraordinary actress. Have you watched Hannibal? No, and I'm told that I should. I, it's it's I I became addicted to it. Yeah, and I watched the first series in three days. Yeah, and had nightmares. Wow, really? Genuinely woke up thinking Hannibal yeah. Lecter was in my you room. You see those those films um, with Anthony Hopkins as well. I, I struggled watching those. A- A- Anthony Hopkins is a bit camp, but <laughs> ha- Hannibal genuinely plays it deathly straight and is hugely wow. psychological. So it's brilliant, brilliant, but you can't binge on it because yeah. otherwise you will wake up terrified. Well, the other thing that I, that was terrifying me recently was Stranger Things, which was oh yeah completely brilliant. Um, but I have quite eclectic taste, so I've also <laughs> discovered a thing called Unreal. Which is, I think, by A and E Network um, Studio, sorry, and is um, is on. I think it's on Living. You can get it on Amazon in the UK, and that's set behind the scenes of a reality TV dating show. Which, look, I I would not normally go for that kind of, of thing. Of course not. Of course no. Not. Now listen, come on now. <laughs> but it's brilliantly acted, and the plotting is brilliant, and so much of our TV. When you think of things like. Happy Valley mm. and really, you know, really great American shows. It's actually it's all about the plot. It keeps you completely hooked. So um, that's that's been floating my boat. I'm also halfway through um, season two of Outlander and season three of Battlestar Galactica, which I know I'm late to the party, but that is an extraordinary epic series. And I Battlestar Galactica, I can't recommend that enough. It's completely brilliant and so not what I thought it was going to be. It's like West Wing set in space. I I just love it. Brilliant. And and what's next for you? What 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 are you going on to well, at the moment? I've got a lot of press um throughout this next month, um, starting on Wednesday in New York at Comic Con, which will be very exciting. We're mm. launching um Dirk Gently, we're showing the first episode, and we're there alongside Doctor Who and the Doctor Who spin off class, because mm-hmm. all of those are shown on BBC America. So we're taking over Madison Square Gardens theatre for a couple of days Um, and then I go to LA and do some press and then I'm back in New York doing press and then I'm home and then fingers crossed Dirk gently gets a second season Um, we'll find out quite soon I think and in terms of other work I have a play coming up which I may or may not be able to do depending on whether I mean this is terrible but it is depending on whether Dirk gently goes again so yeah very nice. We'll see. And hopefully we'll get you back for more Big Finish along the way. I want to come back as Norton Folgate. <laughs> I want to come back as Cicero. I'm not going to lie. I love these characters. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd love to do them. Hurrah. Um, on that note, Sam Barnett, thank you very much for thank joining you, us. Thank you, Scott. Thanks. Um, we'll now release you back into the wild. Thank you. <laughs> Many thanks to Scott and Samuel. 
And I listen. I really do recommend Dirk Gently. Have you seen it? I've not seen it. I've not. I, oh, you no, must I, see I, it. I don't see things when they're on. I'll see it in twenty years' time, and I'll be going on about how great it is. <laughs> you watched Stranger Things, though, didn't I you? I watched the first one. I watched that. I just, I, yeah, I just don't. I just the first episode. Yeah, I just don't. I, I'm, I'm terrible, Nick. I've told you this. I'm just terrible. Well, Dirk Gently. Don't forget, it's from books. It's written a Douglas quite Adams, a while isn't ago. it? Books. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's very, very different. I think. Well, it's different from the uh, the the British BBC um, things that were done with Dirk Gently, uh, and it's it's also it can it needs to be watched twice. Really? Is this is a yeah, Netflix? Yeah, I, isn't it? It's a Netflix own one. Yeah, but it's made by BBC America. But I think in in America it's on BBC America, but here it's on Netflix. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's great. I've heard amazing things about it. I really have. It's people are raving about it. Really, friends of yours? Yeah, friends of mine. Twitter, Twitter is a, is a, is a raver, yeah. rave central for for Dirt Gently and a lot of other things. At the moment, Sherlock's gone mad on there as well. Has it? Yeah. Oh, that's good. It's um. It also features um. What's his name? Elijah Woods. Oh, brilliant! That is that that is a that is an appealing. Actor choice yeah, he right is amazing in it, actually. Yeah, really good. Anyway, there we are. That was the interview with Samuel Barnett. Magical stuff, magical stuff. Well, now it is that time once again as we delve into the randomoid selectatron. A random release from the pool of the Big Finish Matrix. Okay, is uh, the third Doctor and Bilal still on there? They are, they are indeed. They're still gift. not moving. Stop, don't move. Stop, don't move. Some dog, dog poo on the floor, Bilal. Never go that way. That way <laughs> leads to death. T- to poo. That way leads to dog poo. Um, <laughs> be, be quiet, Bilal. Alert, alert, excessive dog poo. <laughs> Slippery surface. <laughs> no, no, who did that? <laughs> Yes, Bilal says, I did that just now. <laughs> oh, you, God. you filthy excellent. He's proud anyway. of it. He's proud of it. I did that. Uh, <laughs> yes, well, that's why you're not travelling with me. Terrible mess. <laughs> I would like to apologise for all people who don't find poo jokes funny. Yeah, I and I know there are many of them. <laughs> Nicholas Pegg, for example. And Louise Jameson. They, uh, Lou gets very cross with me. She always, if I mention some sort of childish poo joke she looks at her watch to note the time that it occurred and how long it took me to get round to making a poo joke she goes mm, yeah it's quarter past 11 not bad <laughs> quarter past 11 that's quite late really i know no i was exaggerating it's normally at uh, five to <laughs> eight in the morning uh, and um but then of course i mentioned as i think i've mentioned on many occasions possibly in this podcast as well that lou jameson is the only person to have written a big finished script in which she has included someone having a wee yes yes she she did didn't she that's um yeah two two ladies go into a bush yep. to to a blute no not <laughs> a to, to, that's having a wash isn't it i don't know is ablutions does that count going to the loo as well ablution let me have a look yeah these are the important questions these are, these are why people tune in they, they just want to use these great words in their volcano the act of washing oneself a ceremonial act of washing parts of the body or sacred, or sacred containers. C- containers. So it doesn't involve weeing. No, I, I, it doesn't look that way. No, because it's, it's, it's the opposite of weeing. It's, 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 
purification by using liquids, so you, you'd want to be expelling the remnants <laughs> of urine on your person. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know. I mean, we have a lot of American and Australian listeners. Do, do you say we? Um, do I say we? For, to, to, no, not you. Oh, I'm right. talking to them. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say. Well, what, what the, I know they can't answer, but that's the that's my favourite kind of conversation. Well, it is, it's an important one, isn't it? Do they say, yeah, write in and let us know. And, uh, I think they probably say P. P and I don't know how rude that is. Because different things are ruder in, in America than, than here. I mean, I can't mention the ones that are rude in the UK. Um Although, interestingly, and this was mentioned on some comedy program on television recently, that, you know, Americans often say that when something has annoyed them or they're, they're irritated or disappointed by something, they say they've been bummed by it. What? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, which, they say, or they which, say they're which, bummed which, out, don't they? So I'm really bummed yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's not so bad. But in England, particularly, to say that has uh, an altogether far <laughs> less... Yeah. Uh, uh, appropriate connotation. Anyway, <clears throat> how did how did we get this far? I don't know. <laughs> Press the button for goodness sake. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I've got the, to buck up. Buck up. Uh, the button has been pressed, and it's 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 a good one. It's a good one. It's quite a new one as well. It's we are oh. the Daleks. Oh. Which is which was that last year it was released, wasn't it? I seem to recall. Or was it the year before? Yeah, is it, jo- is it Johnny Morris? Uh, yes, it is. It's Johnny Morris, and it is uh, 2015. Uh, that was recorded. Yeah, so, so you yeah. see how time flies. It does indeed. Yes, this is very much a sort of 1980s. Oh, it is. It's brilliant. Uh, Dalek adventure set in the 80s, and it's all about the sort of business culture of the time, and someone, uh, you know, politicians and the super rich are, are courting the attentions of the Daleks. It's also, I think, Johnny Morris's a sneaky attempt to explain why in uh, Asylum of the Daleks on the telly there was a massive Dalek statue on Scaro, because he sort of it it yeah it features in this. But it's a it's a great story. Let's hear the trailer coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, we are the Daleks. Threadneedle Street, City of London. And the year? 1987. One year in my future. I'd avoid bumping into anyone you know. But apart from that, you should find everything pretty much as you left it. I wouldn't say that. Brinsley, what are you doing? Nothing, Miss Bush. Playing a computer game at work. I could have you fired. Are you going to? Ah, Mel. (laughs) Sorry, I'm late. Doctor, what do you look like? I'm blending in. Blending in? (laughs) Ideal in futures. Hmm. What else? So, Mel, anything else about this time that's different? Well, there's Warfleet. That's new. My name is Alec Xenos. I'm here as a representative of a foreign power. (laughs) What happened? You've been transported across space-time. So, where are we now? Calico 9. Allow me to introduce the Daleks. They're called Daleks? Oh, how sweet. Would you like some bollabons? You're not the only one who wants to know what's going on in there. Who are you? Me? Oh, <laughs> call me the doctor. It's no good! They've spotted us! They must be exterminated! Come on, you know the game's up! Exterminate! <laughs> I want to meet this emperor of yours. What? I have come all this way to speak with the monkey when I could be talking to the organ grinder. Let me go, and I will let you live. We have the power of life and death over you. Very well. Don't say I didn't warn you. 
It is fun. It's got. It's one of those stories. It has got a lovely '80s vibe. Like it is. It's very '80s. I mean, I always weirdly enough, I always think it whenever Mel is in a story, it always feels really '80s to me. I I, I find her because she, she's very everything about the way she dresses is so like this is the '80s. Here we are. And uh, and and the story is all that old like video game stuff. It's it's a cracking story. And also it says on the the uh, the, the big Finnish website, uh, it's it's a really good one to jump on board with. And I would I would yes. actually agree with that. It's a it's a nice story to get into into big Finnish stuff. And also the Daleks as well. Yeah, well, I had great fun during the recording of this one. I was actually there because quite often I can't make it, and so I have to record my Dalek stuff later but uh, no I, I was very much there for this one and always a pleasure to work with Bonnie Langford um, she's I mean she is a lovely person and such fun to be around and have a gossip with and uh, and just a phenomenal actor I'm so glad she's finding huge success uh, in the UK as uh, I can't remember the name of the character because I don't watch EastEnders but she's in EastEnders and she's playing one of the major characters and um uh, I have dropped in on a couple of episodes to see her, and she's j- just, you know, t- to see her on television. I don't mean <laughs> just gone round to Albert pop, Square. Pop, popped into the Queen <laughs> Vic for a. <laughs> I know, I've got off at Walford Station. <laughs> uh, see, I, I do know something about EastEnders. Um, and she's brilliant in it. I mean, she's just so good. As Sophie said in the guest star interview in the last podcast. You know, it's a bizarre thing from a a bygone age of nonsense that because Bonnie did such a fantastic job of playing a character in a kids series, Just William, where she played this obnoxious little girl who said, Ah, squeam and squeam and squeam and make myself thick. I can, you know. (sighs) That everyone sort of, for years afterwards, sort of thought, Oh, that's all she can do. And you think, well, what? Are you kidding me? That was an extreme character that she was playing. Of course, she's not like she, that at she's all. She's a huge, hugely multi-talented uh, ac- actress. She dances and sings as well. She does all sorts, oh, doesn't she? She's, am- she's amazing. And, and you know, I keep saying it, but we really must get her in to do something else completely different as well in one of our other productions. It'd be great. Well, of course, she's very much in demand at the moment, so we probably wouldn't get her. But, I mean, once you're working on EastEnders, as Lou Jameson will tell you, it's a de- very demanding schedule. You know? Well, she got some great stories in it as well because that's the other thing she, really? she's she's got some good some good storylines going on in it so so you can't ask for more than that on on old eastenders yeah and always good to work with sylvester mccoy i do love sylvester he's such great company and lovely to work with we have good old laugh you know lovely cast in there and ken bentley directing my dear friend ken, you ken. Know, i got on board with with big finish and who i was working with um when i was doing sirens of time when i was doing the post-production on that i was actually working in a production of the speckled band uh, sherlock holmes thing on stage that ken had directed so we've known each other a long old time long old time so highly recommended we are the daleks uh, yes, so there we go. The randomoids electron is over. It's done. It's gone. It's finished. And you'll probably have another Death to the Daleks joke next week. Uh, so as this podcast threatens to vanish up its own chronic hysteresis, that's a reference to Megloss, by the way. And, I'm, and do you know what? I must watch that again. I've got it on DVD. I need to sort my life I out. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it won't blow your mind, but uh, I like. There I are like that time though. I, I quite like the late Tom Baker stuff. I kind of like all that. Kind of, it seems quite dark. 
Yes, I remember I liked it much more at the time than I do now looking back at it. Oh, really? Controversially. Yes, yes. When I look back at it, it all seems rather dry. And yeah, I, 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 I um, kind of like how... There's still loads of good things in it, but I much prefer a bit of Philip Hinchcliffe stuff. I think that is so rich and so energised. I think they're both two very different things. I, I, I would ne- I'd never well, put they them... they are, yeah. Ironically, they're, they're pretty much are next to each other uh, with a little interlude in the middle. But but I wouldn't put them next to each other, really, because they're, they're one's absolute old school horror and the others kind of it's it's a little bit depressing isn't it really very sciencey and depressing but lovely at the same time yes and i think tom baker's performance is um i don't know whether i'm uh, loading it with meaning but I, I i it seems to me that he doesn't seem awfully happy during a lot of it it's a so, it's solemn isn't it it's it's that solemn mm, but i i mean i mean that the actor doesn't seem happy yeah i know i know anyway. what you mean i could be wrong i know what you mean there we go loads of loads of great things in there though. yeah it's, it's one to it's, it's all history isn't it it's all history and it's all it's, it's chronic hysteresis <laughs> and, it, and it's literal term it is uh, it's it's actually a time loop that's the you know they get caught in a chronic hysteresis in the, the beginning of the story the doctor and romana so we're all just going around in circles. We're in a time loop, Nick. Well, we certainly were earlier when we were reading out April, when I was reading out April McCaffrey's email. <laughs> <laughs> I kept trying to, she'd written something accidentally twice and then I kept trying to make sense of it by reading it again. So it just went, it, <laughs> it was It's like a game of ping pong, wasn't it? So the cast together, all together in the second part of the second, no, the third part of the third part of the second part. Ah, oh, never mind. <laughs> I can hear the police in the background. I don't know whether my microphone's picking it up here. I think this, the podcast police are on their way. It's Tom. <laughs> he's, he's back. Hello, let me I in. know you're in that shed. I know it. I've got the keys to the padlock. Got the no. keys. Well, I've got the padlock in here. Yeah. This has all gone off the board. It has. Off, uh, this has all gone off the, off the something. I don't know what it's gone off. Um, shall I just dash through the latest releases go for it go for it right now howdy hang on tight the avengers the lost episodes volume seven more stupendously classic revivals with steed keel and carol starring julian wadham anthony howell and lucy briggs owen no relation doctor who peter davison stars in the starmen by andrew smith double cd action with tegan nissa and adric pre-explosive death obviously that would be messy otherwise doctor who tom baker in the beast of Kravenos. A 15-minute teaser is coming up, by the way, at the end of this podcast. Mm. Jago and Lightfoot Romana and K9 feature. Need we say more? Yes, mum's the word. And you can also hear a free excerpt from The Invisible Man by H.G. Wells, adapted by our very own fantastically talented Jonathan Barnes, and starring Sir John Hurt, no less. This is the opening salvo of our H.G. Wells range, which continues throughout 2017. That's it! And now it's time to say goodbye. And just as I was listening to that great paragraph, I will just say this. The named in there, so are the names. I mean, that is what it's just unbelievable. Some of the people we've got working for us and the stories that we've got going on. I mean, it's exciting, guys. So big finish. The, the good ship Big Finish is sailing well and truly into a good place for 2017. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there, there it goes. goes. See ya. So, goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and goodbye from him. Yeah!
Oh, and just before you go, here's a thrilling chunk of the Beast of Kravenos to wham between your ear things. Gentlemen, uh, that was the amazing Jack the Juggler and his performing parakeets. Next this evening, it is my pleasure to present our star attraction, a modern mechanical marvel of canny canine charisma, the one and only canine. He's showing them his probe. Impressive. Very impressive. He does seem to be quite the showman. You mean show dog? Uh, yes, I suppose I do. I shall now take questions from the audience. First question, please. Are you going to ask a question, Doctor? Oh, I don't think that would be fair. I mean, <laughs> I'd know the answer. What do you eat? <laughs> what a daft question. All bearings... But deftly handled. I must confess, I fail to see quite how this really furthers our investigation. It doesn't. But it means K9 is here in case there's another energy pulse, like the ones we detected over the last few weeks. I see. They all come from the vicinity of this theatre and all during the evening performance. This close, K9 should be able to get a precise fix on the source. Ah, so his appearance on stage is more in the nature of camouflage. And an excuse to mingle with the performers. You think one of them may be responsible for this mysterious energy pulse? Well, it's good to keep an open mind. Yeah, if you're a dog, do you go for walkies? Negative. I have no legs. Therefore, I go for wheelies. Thus. <laughs> Ah, Doctor, I must say the little chap acquitted himself quite well. And where is K-9? I left him backstage, hobnobbing with the other star turns. Good, good. He'll enjoy that. And continuing his investigations, no doubt. Oh, no doubt. And you must be Miss Romana. Yes, I suppose I must. <laughs> I have to say, it's rather surprising that the Doctor should have two friends with the same rather unusual name. Isn't it, though? What are the chances of that, I wonder? K-9 would know. It's rather like London buses. Really? How do you mean? So you wait ages for a Romana to turn up, and then two come along in rapid succession. I'm not sure 
I care to be compared with a London bus? I assure you there is no similarity. <laughs> Henry Gordon Jago, at your disposal. The doctor's told me so much about you. Has he? No, I haven't. Ah, but I'm sure if he did, it would all be good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Shall we find somewhere to sit? Romana, just behind you. Confounded chick. That fellow's taken the chair. That's Jasper Streblin. He's here every night and he always sits there. But surely, when there's a lady... Oh, never mind, Professor. Look, look. There's a booth just over there. After you, Miss Romana. So, any progress in your clandestine investigations, Doctor? Nothing so far. But with K-9 on the case, we can expect further developments very soon. You know all the acts, Mr. Jago. Do any of them strike you as the sort of person who might have access to a nucleonic phased pulse generator? Uh, not something I tend to ask about in auditions, I'm afraid. So, no suspicious characters in a theatre? Well, there's Melodious Michael. What? I, I've never been too sure about him. Melodious Michael? A singer, I presume. A rather generous description. <laughs> Not all that melodious, then. Malodorous, more like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Can't say I care for the cove. Or it could be one of the audience, don't forget. A regular visitor. Good point, Professor. Uh, had you anyone particular in mind? Well, there's that streamling fellow. I mean to say, the man even looks like a villain. What with that beard... And the moustache. Yes, it is impressive, isn't it? Positively twirlable. And he took that seat, rather than offer it to Romana. I really don't mind. That's scarcely the point. Sorry, Professor. What is the point? That he is hardly a gentleman. What? You don't think our quarry could be a gentleman, Professor? Unthinkable, Doctor. Quite unthinkable. <laughs> <laughs> Good of you to come in this afternoon, Professor. I'm sorry, I couldn't get here earlier. Victims in the examination room. Not a pretty sight, I'm afraid. Death rarely is. Do we know the identity of the deceased? Gentleman of your profession. Or a physician, anyway. A Mr Theodore Watkinson. Watkinson? You knew him? I knew of him. Very capable, by all accounts. A great loss. After you, Professor. Thank you. There he is. Ah, yes. Oh. Poor fellow's in quite a mess. Unexplained murder. Just what I need. You're keeping busy, I take it? I've not seen much of you lately, Quick. Well, that would be on account of the knave. Any knave in particular? Very particular, this one. Burglar. We call him the knave on account of he always leaves a playing card at the scene of the crime. A knave of diamonds. Perhaps something of a romantic. Something of a magician. How so? All the robberies take place from sealed rooms or vaults, and are still sealed or locked after the knave has made his visit. Intriguing. No sign of the lock being picked, neither. Intriguing ain't the half of it. I'm sure you're right. But I was referring to our friend Watkinson. A pretty savage attack, all told. Anything you can tell us about the murder weapon? Yes, and that is the intriguing thing. There wasn't one. I'd say this poor chap was... 
ripped apart by an animal. What sort of animal could do that? Oh, clearly a very savage beast, large and vicious. But I have to confess, I, I've never come across anything quite like this. So what do we do now? Well, I don't know about you, but by the time I've finished here, I think it'll be time to head home for a spot of supper. All right for some. And then I shall ask for a second opinion. The doctor? Right so. He's back in residence at Baker Street. I do, dear. He's back. You don't seem overly enthusiastic at the news. Oh, it's pleasant enough company. Clever too, there's no denying that. But? But, whenever the doctor's around, it seems like my job gets about a hundred times more difficult. Yes, I know what you mean. Exciting, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, it's not as though the energy signature suggests it's dangerous. Just some piece of equipment that's not sufficiently shielded. So you decided that a further trip to the theatre was not warranted. And you might as well stay here in Baker Street. Nothing happened last night. But if the Doctor and K-9 want to try again, well, that's up to them. You say nothing happened last night. But this afternoon, Inspector Quick had me examine the body of a man who died. Well, Dying is a fact of life. Yes, well, this was a particularly violent death. Rather bizarre, too. Oh? I was hoping to get a second opinion. Well, it's got to be better than sitting around here waiting for the Doctor and K-9 to get back. I've already read all next week's papers. Oh, but actually I didn't mean... What? Well, the body is not really in a suitable state for a young lady to lay eyes on. Oh, don't worry about me, Professor. I've seen more dead bodies than I care to remember. One more won't make much difference, whatever state it's in. If you're sure. I'll just leave the doctor a note. That's the way a conjurer should finish his act. Always leave him wanting more. That's the trick. Very trick, Master. Is it a deception? Well, only if they're expecting more and then they don't get it. Ah, good evening, Henry. Ah, ah Doctor, I just wanted to check the little chap is all set for his appearance after the interview. Affirmative. Not suffering from stage fright, then? This unit does not experience anticipatory nervous disorders. Ah, pleased to hear it. I just wish Bumbles the juggler was as sanguine. He's costing me a fortune in medicinal gin. What's up, K-9? Nucleonic energy build-up detected. Where? Triangulating now. The source is two levels below us. Please follow. This unit will require assistance. Assistance? What can we do? Carry him down the stairs. Come on, Henry. How close, K-9? Powered device is within 20 meters. Meters? What's he all about? Yards or near enough. Better switch to imperial measurements, K-9. Affirmative. What's down here, anyway? A couple of old stalls. No one comes here. Probably why our friend chose it. Reassuringly deserted. Alert! Power source reaching peak. It is located within approximately 30 feet. 30 feet? It must be in here. Yes! There's the fella! Hiding in the shadows. No, Jago, Jago! Got him! No, Jago, Jago, no! 
power source identified as portable transport system in dematerialization mode. Oh, thank you, K9. Though it would have been useful to know that before Jago and our elusive phantom faded away before our very eyes. Affirmative. Uh, they could be anywhere. You back again, Professor. Thought you were off to get a second opinion. Indeed, Inspector. May I introduce Miss Romana? I'm the second opinion. I assume the late Dr. Watkinson is still in the examination room. He is. And I made some inquiries in case there is some wild animal on the loose. Has someone lost one? Not so far as I'm aware, but it seems there have been similar deaths recently. Bodies all mutilated and the like. Now that is interesting. Especially as it seems one of them was found in the same locked room as the knave left his calling card a few nights ago. Good Lord. You didn't mention that earlier. On account of how Jenkins only just mentioned it to me. I shall be having words with Jenkins. Oh, but I'll let you get on. Thank you. Nice meeting you, Inspector. suggest radius of transport signal is limited. Which means they can't have got far. How limited? Calculating. Possible extent of transport journey limited to 153 miles. I think you and I are going to have a little talk about definitions. Master? Oh, never mind. I detect a residual energy signature from transport beam. Residual energy? Can you trace that? Affirmative. Well done, K9. Calculating endpoint coordinates now. Once you've worked out where they went, I'll find Romana and go after them. I can assist. You certainly can. I've got a very important task for you, K9. Please explain nature of task. Well, as our impresario has vanished literally into thin air, and the interval must be... Have you ever seen anything like it? Similar, I'm afraid. But not exactly the same. Ah, there you are, Romana. Having fun. Not exactly. The professor teaching you all about pathology, is he? There doesn't seem to be much that Romana doesn't already know. Yes, I find that annoying as well. I got your note. Evidently. But the show can't be over yet, can it? Interval. I just nipped out to follow a transmat beam. A transmat beam? A rather boring form of transport. Is K9 with you? Uh, no, he has other things to do. Still at the theatre with Henry, I assume. Well, yes and no, but enough about me. What are you two up to? I asked Romana for a second opinion. Any thoughts, Doctor? Millions. They just keep on coming. I try to stop them, but then another one appears. Whoosh, whoosh. I meant about the body. Oh, oh, the body. This body. Definitely the victim of an alien attack. Alien? Yes. See the marks left by the incisors? Nothing on Earth could have done that. Sounds like you're in for a long night, Professor. It does indeed. Whereas I'm just off home. So, lock up after you. Off home? That was the plan. Mrs. Quick expected me half an hour ago. Ah, then you mustn't keep her waiting any longer. Oh, good. We can stop off on the way. I won't keep you wrong. Sounds like you're in for a long night, Inspector. Inspector.